0: Hello, hello. My name is Sable Davenport, and this is my first podcast. I've been wanting to do this for a while because I've been a guest on a couple of different podcasts here in the Valley. And I wanted to do something on my own where I could interview people that I found interesting, people that are close friends of mine, professional people, people that are just really interesting to talk to. I really like having intellectual conversations with people that educated and have an open mind about things. So that's one of my favorite things to do. A lot of people don't like talking on the phone anymore. And they just really like to text and I'm somebody who can do both. But I really like talking on the phone. I like having those really long conversations. It's actually not uncommon for me to have a very long conversation for quite a few hours and then somebody to tell me wow, you know, we've been on the phone for two, three, four hours. I've never talked to anybody that long. And I can't relate because I do it often, but that's when it occurs to me, wow, a lot of people don't have these conversations anymore. And I've been doing it forever. And a lot of times late at night, suffering from insomnia, being an artist that I am, sometimes I want to paint. Other times I just want to analyze the world and analyze life and everything that's going on. Because i got to find meaning and purpose to it. See, I used to be religious. And when I lost religion, I had to question everything and analyze my future differently. When I was religious, I had everything planned out for me. I knew exactly what was going to happen in my mind. Now I don't. Now I have this sense of locus of control where... Everything I do actually affects my life. It's not predestined for me. I don't believe personally that there's a God that already knows if I'm going to make it a heaven or hell or knows what's going to happen. You know, I don't believe that. So just for the sake of argument, you don't have to be an atheist, but you can kind of be curious about how somebody could go from being really religious to not and How would that, how do people who are atheists, how do they get hope, right? Where do they draw their strength from? Isn't there questions that you have about that? Probably. Maybe I can answer some of those because it's not easy being an atheist. It's actually really brave and it's really hard because you have to choose to be logical and and give up your comforts, the comforts of believing that you're going to get to see the people you love the most that, that you lost. That's it's a lot easier to believe that you're going to see them again. Everybody wants that hope. And if there's a dying child, you're going to lie your ass off and talk about heaven. I don't care how atheist you are because that's what religion does. It gives us hope. It helps us deal with grief. And I totally get that. And I empathize with people who need that. I'm going to try not to sound condescending about that because I do understand the need of religion that it provides community. I am acknowledging those things and I try to look for them because, you know, um, I can be pretty anti-religious sometimes in my thinking. As a realist, you know, I see all this sexual abuse with religions and I see a lot of gross squandering of tithings from te- televangelists and other people who are supposed to be leaders. I see that and it's it's just gross to me. If you have that much money and you're not helping all the people who are less fortunate with it and you're just squandering it on a multi-million dollar house that you don't need, then what kind of person are you? How can you claim to be a man of God? You know what I mean? That's what I think anyway. So... To get off that topic for a second, there's going to be a lot of things I discuss on this podcast. So many ideas. Some things are going to be really hard for you to hear probably and challenge your beliefs, which is okay. Look, I'm going to tell you right now on my first podcast that I'm going to be wrong sometimes. I'm not always going to be right. And if I know I'm wrong, if I see it, I promise I'll admit it because I can admit when I'm wrong. If I can see it. (laughs) That's a challenge though, sometimes I know it's really hard to see in the moment, but there's times I have and there's people that have changed my mind, believe it or not. I've changed my mind about a lot of things over the years. And I've noticed that for people to convince me and to change my mind, they really have to come to me with logical thoughts. It can't be just wishful thinking and feelings. Or believing in things because they make you feel good. I I need hard facts. I need a lot of logic and reasoning to believe things. That's just me, you know? But that's what I like. And I'm always discussing these things on Facebook because I want to challenge people's thoughts. But not just for them, but for me too. I want them to change my mind because it's not impossible. I've had very healthy discussions with extremely intelligent people that had very opposing views. And they radically changed my mind. And it was an amazing feeling. Um, There's so many things. Like, I-, I want to discuss polyamory. I want to discuss um, psychedelics. I want to discuss... Um, and, and not don't think I'm just for those things because I want to discuss them. I want to discuss so many things that, that can be considered taboo, publicly unacceptable, things that... Um, maybe are either old-fashioned or too modern and forward-thinking, you know, both ways. And see the contrast, because someone kind of opened my eyes, too. Not Things are not just black and white, you know what I mean? Like, just with religion, even, like, there's good that comes with it, and then there's bad. But then you got to think, I like to think, like, what outweighs, you know, does the good outweigh the bad? Does the bad outweigh the good? That's how I kind of judge people in a sense, because there's a lot of people um, that, you know, they're good outweigh their bad. So then you can tolerate them. And there's people that are bad outweigh the good and you can't tolerate them. And that's kind of what I look at when I look at people, because I don't expect them to be perfect. Sometimes I'm I'm annoying myself, <laughs> you know, I don't expect people to like everything about me. So when it comes to those different topics, I'm looking at it that way too. There's, there's cons and pros. It's kind of like if you ever try to get healthy, and then you look up, like, oh, okay, drink coffee, and then they say, oh, coffee helps with neurological disorders. Oh, but it's also bad for you in this way. Like, it they'll they'll list all these things. There's always studies that are um, pros and cons about things, you know. And so you're like, is it good or bad? Is it good or is it bad? You know, is meat good or is it bad? <laughs> you know, there's all these things that are conflicting, and sometimes. It's not that it's good or bad. Sometimes it has. It's like a, it's like a good medication where it, it can, you know, uh, treat some side effects, but it also causes other side effects. <laughs> a lot of things in life are like that. It's not black and white. Like, oh, this medicine is so good for you. It's not going to cause any neg- negative side effects and it's going to just take care of all your ailments. There's very few things in life that are like that. Black and white. There's a lot of things in life that have a gray area. And I'm going to say it like when it comes to politics, a lot of people are radicals in some of the things they want done. Without getting too political, I want to say sometimes it's the way that people are going about things politically that's wrong. It's not what they're trying to do. It's the way they're doing it that's wrong. Because it, it's the bad outweighs the good sometimes. And so those are the kind of things I want to discuss. I want to talk about that gray area. I don't want to be too far and too extreme on one side. I want to consider that gray area and topics. Because we have to acknowledge those things. Because there might be some good that comes with some stuff. But we got to acknowledge the bad. And vice versa. You know what I mean? So that's... Um, how, how my podcast, I think is going to go. And then also, you know, when I discuss things with certain people that I interview, I'm going to let them, you know, discuss some of the topics they think that people should be discussing or they want to bring the light to and get attention on, you know, things that are important to them. Cause if you ever notice, like when somebody is suffering from an ailment, let's say they're famous, like Michael J. Fox suffering from, from Parkinson's disease. So what is he, what is he an av- advocate for? He's an advocate for Parkinson's disease, the cure, right? For that Parkinson's disease foundation because it affects him. And we tend to do that. Even me, like when I was in foster care for a while, like now I'm sensitive to foster children and, you know, um, someday I really want to help foster children because that's in my heart because I was able to empathize with being in that situation. So now I'm sensitive to it. And I see that with a lot of people like, if your family died or you had somebody in your family that was affected by cancer, for example, you're going to be more empathetic towards cancer because you got to see that firsthand. And you, if you ever see those ribbons or awareness um, posts and um, advertisements everywhere, they're all to bring awareness to all these different things. Everybody's trying to get attention on their thing, whatever their cause is. And some get a lot more attention than others, you know, and it's, it doesn't seem fair because there's some that have very little attention that need more attention. And hopefully I can help with that. Not just like with diseases and stuff, but just, you know, subjects that need attention brought to them. I think podcast is a good format for that. And I'm hoping that um in doing this, that it helps me also, you know, just develop better as a person. I always like to pick people's brains, especially older people, because I feel like they're very wise. They've had a lot of experience. They've already been through some of the same things that I have. And there's always a lot of wisdom that comes with age. Sometimes, you know, we don't see it when we're going through our phases and we're young. You know, when our parents tell us things. But sometimes we look back and like, man, how did they know they were right? So it's important. I can tell you probably one of the best words of advice and the most important thing in life is your relationship with people. One of the biggest regrets people have when they die is not mending relationships, not being closer to people they love. And I think across the board, what I've heard from people that I've asked is that the most important thing in life is maintaining your relationships with people that you love. You know, not just family, friends too, people that are close to you. Maintaining those relationships because it's work. Don't let too much time go by before reaching out. Don't wait for the first text, the first call. Try to reach out, make a point of it. Something I've done for my family recently. Um, to help us get closer was saying, let's start doing um, a potluck where we go to each other's houses because I live in Visalia. My grandmother lives in Hanford. My mom lives in Corcoran. So we kind of live like 30, 40 minutes away from each other. And it's kind of hard to see everybody in that distance all the time, right? And stay close. But with this little idea, and I hope that maybe some of you can use it if it, it applies to your life. Um, but we are taking turns every week or two to go to each other's houses. We're taking turns next is grandma's house. Cause last time we did it here at my place. So this way you guys can either choose to whoever's house you go to can, um, prepare dinner. You guys can do a potluck. You guys can do a barbecue, whatever you guys want to do, but just that's one common ground families can have is just to get together and eat. Whether you make the food or not, it's nicer to make the food, But however you get to just get together and eat, make it a point to do that. That's one way you can lift that burden on your shoulders. Because I know it was a heavy weight on me. It felt awful that I wasn't really getting to see my family as often as I wanted to. I knew I was going to regret it. I was like, I don't want to live in that regret. I know that's a lot of people's regret. When they die, when they get older, that's one of the biggest regrets people have. So I'm going to leave you with that kind of advice is that if you can mend your relationships that are worth mending, make sure you maintain relationships that you have, that you care about, make time for your family, schedule it, make it a priority. It should be a priority. Just like any of your other priorities, don't we think that family should be a priority? even if they're a little bit far away, make it work. Find a way. It's important. So important. And I am i feel so much better ever since we started doing that. It's been really working out. And I've seen so much gratitude from my grandmother and my mother since then, like they appreciate that effort. My mom even posted about it. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that word of advice. And i It's been 15 minutes, and I think that's long enough for my first podcast. (laughs) I'm sure I'll get better at this. It's not easy talking to yourself, but (laughs) I'm also going to be interviewing people too, so that'll make it easier. If you guys want to check out my art, check out sabledavenport.com or go to Instagram and look up hashtag Sable Davenport. Thank you.